Hello and welcome. You're listening to Song Stories, Quiet Stories, episode 22. Remember 2020? I'm your host, Carolyn Merced. It's been a while since my last visit here in April. The new isolated lockdown quarantine period here and throughout most of the world had been going on for a little over a month then and was already feeling old to most of us. Here in the southwestern part of the United States, excluding the West Coast, COVID-19 cases weren't as high in number as they were on the East Coast and in California. Nevertheless, most of us chose to follow the safety guidelines. During my last episode, I made a plea for help with the local homeless teen population. Thank you for your support. My grandson completed his Eagle Scout project of gathering supplies for hygiene kits for 50 teenage girls and boys and donated them to Youth Futures. He was even featured on the local TV news station. Wouldn't you know it that after I'd been coordinating a local face mask sewing group of 19 seamstresses, then sewing, 25 sets of pajamas for the homeless shelter. I caught the virus. I'd let my guard down once as I volunteered at a venue that wasn't as safety conscious as they'd claimed and ended up in bed for several weeks. I was wearing a face covering and gloves when I caught it, but the others that I had come into contact with throughout the night were not. They were either pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. Oh, well, I feel much better now, and I'm grateful I didn't need hospitalization. I'm grateful my husband didn't contract the virus, and I'm grateful for the showing of love and support from my family and friends. As a good friend of mine and her husband currently have COVID-19, with her being in the ICU at the local hospital, it amazes me that people equate being considerate of others as living in fear. I acknowledge that we are entitled to our own opinion about the matter, but I do not believe we are entitled to endanger other people's lives because we don't want to be inconvenienced. It's sad that because of the high case numbers that precautions have to be taken, which often result in isolation, separation, loneliness and not being able to observe the upcoming holiday traditions as we've been accustomed to and as we want to. To me, we can find new ways to celebrate. On social media, I've seen many sharing photos of their Christmas decorations already in place. Candy canes appeared on my neighbor's front lawn last week. 2020 has been an armpit year for me in many ways. It's been hard on my family economics and relationships. I lost a dear aunt in January. A dear friend's health took a downward spiral early in the year and our visits were replaced with phone calls. The last time I saw this friend and his wife in person was March 1st. He passed away in August. I had also begun the year in rehearsal a local musical with a theater company I hadn't yet worked with. Rehearsals came to a screeching halt when the world shut down mid-March, which is when I then saw the need to help sew face masks to be sent around the country, because at that point, they weren't being sold in retail outlets. 
I credit Nurse Mendy Stuckey for enlisting my help. She lives 35 miles away and had her husband and sister-in-law deliver cut-out face masks. After I'd agreed to help her, the first stack of cut-out rectangles was over seven inches tall. That's when I knew I couldn't do it myself, so I pled for help on social media and 19 of my friends got involved. It was exhilarating and exhausting compiling kits and leaving them and then collecting them on the porches of my seamstress friends. After five weeks of doing this, I chose to help with the homeless teen project instead. My neighbor, who has an online boutique, not only donated items for the hygiene kits, but also let me buy some of her fabric for the pajamas at a very deep discount. As I'd made most of my clothes when I was a teen, and most of my five kids' clothing in pajamas until they told me not to, I wasn't afraid of taking on that project. I'm not good at pacing myself. I forget to eat. I don't know how to sleep. At the time I'd let my guard down volunteering for that other event, I'd made myself susceptible and my case of COVID-19 lasted longer than most other cases I've known of. I think I've become what is now termed a long hauler. Those of you who think this is a made-up pandemic, I wish you could read the posts of the two Facebook groups for surviving long haulers. I was the recipient of skeptical and critical and ridiculing remarks while sick in bed for so long, so I chose to join the two support groups to offer validation, love, encouragement, and support. I forced myself out of bed a couple of minutes a day to sew a wall hanging with fabric scraps from the face masks. I also sewed a cloth doll and dressed her in a skirt, a sash, and crown because corona means crown in Spanish. I stuffed her with the scraps that were too small for anything else. I named her La Caldera and fashioned her salt and pepper hair to spew out of the top of her head, representing a volcanic eruption. I was very angry, lying there in bed for weeks, and these creations were my therapy. My daughter and friend sent me survivor pins that are just the right size for La Caldera. I think this is a good time to play my I'm Breaking Up With You 2020 song. It's called Broken Pieces of Yesterday. As the day slowly crumbled, it wasn't what I planned. The uneasy feeling came over me when things got out of hand. As I gathered up the pieces today and tried to not come on. of yesterday fell where I now stood 
know if I'd mentioned in my last episode that my husband and I own 30 vacation rentals. Our season begins slowing down in November and continues through March. In January is when we start getting reservations for the upcoming months. In March of this year, all of our in-place bookings canceled. We went six months without income. Business started picking up again late June when restrictions loosened. July through October and into most of November were good months for our rentals, but now that COVID cases have begun soaring with the weather becoming colder and people being indoors more and college kids returning back to school and people just being pandemic-weary, we're entering another slow season. Even though we've brought in just half of what revenue we've had in previous years, I'm optimistic that we'll be okay. A COVID-19 vaccine is on the horizon, and more people will feel like traveling to southern Utah again. Now, about those play rehearsals that came to a halt in March. They resumed once the lockdown loosened. I was so involved in my volunteer projects that I didn't return, which is a good thing because... My bout with COVID-19 was during the run of that production. When auditions were announced for the next production this fall, I was still in bed, but I really wanted to participate. 
my official quarantine period ended long before my symptoms did. Fortunately, by the time auditions were held, my symptoms had ended. I auditioned, asking to be double cast because my husband and I had a trip to the East Coast planned, naively thinking the coast would be clear of COVID-19 by then. As October and the play opening moved closer, we chose to cancel our 10-day trip because we didn't want to quarantine for 14 days once we arrived at our destination. This is all a side note, but what we cast members learned as the five-week run of the play continued was that if you're going to present a play production during a pandemic, it's best to understudy or double your main characters because we had to cancel three performances due to cast members contracting the virus. So why did I participate in this production? I figured that I would be immune during the run. This venue seats over 500, but in order to be safe, they only sell up to 200 tickets and they place the audience members in groups far apart from each other. The venue is sanitized with a Ghostbuster looking apparatus. If cast members get sick, the show is canceled until they recover and are virus free. We were required to wear face masks off stage. As a side and humorous note, one night an actor forgot to remove his face mask during his first scene and the other two actors on stage with him couldn't get his intention right away. When I found out what was happening, I was so worried that I'd do the same thing that I accidentally walked on stage wearing the hat from my previous scene. I tried to hide it inside the bowl of peas I was carrying, but it didn't fit, so I left the hat on the porch and remained distracted throughout the rest of the scene. The run of this play, which was the beautiful play Bright Star by Steve Martin and Edie Brickell, ended just as COVID-19 cases in Utah began, averaging 3,000 new cases a day, and restrictions once again became tighter. This year, I've missed out on at least five different opportunities to travel with my one-woman musical, Tales of Tila. I have big plans for it in 2021, so hopefully world conditions will be more favorable. While I wait, I'm getting involved in storytelling, a world that's also been learning to adapt virtually. I've decided that many of the stories I've included in these podcast episodes can be used as stories to tell in person when that time is possible or now virtually. Do you agree that we've grown tired of this pandemic? When I contracted the virus, it was a novelty and I was asked so many questions about my experience. I'm grateful I could help others in answering them. To date, I've lost two family members to this virus, a cousin who died alone in the ICU in Las Vegas, Nevada, and my son-in-law's aunt who was in remission from cancer at the time of her death. Have you written your 2020 story yet? The year isn't quite over. We're still waiting for election results to finalize. The Senate runoff isn't until January. We still don't know a lot of things yet and have had more experience with uncertainty than we're comfortable with. Choose to write down your story. You've now heard a lot of mine. 
I'm certain you'll be glad you did. Make two copies so you can either rip one in shreds or burn one. Come next time. Maybe I'll share some holidays and quarantine stories from the 1918 flu pandemic so we can feel less sorry for ourselves. Or you can learn how many of those bags of Sam's Choice dark chocolate covered almonds I'll eat between now and Christmas in order to feel less sorry for myself. Until then, be writing your story. Just sit down and start. Subscribe to this podcast because my episodes won't be as few and far between as they have been. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing. I'm your host, Carolyn Mercette.